0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Day and Sports History for December 14th, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. Welcome to a Thursday edition of the podcast. We're officially in game mode, game week. Uh, Eagles play Monday night, but the NFL has a game tonight, even though it's not a very good one. Uh, but let's start, as we always do, with a recap of the question of the day. Yesterday, I asked, what was wrong with the Eagles? There was a lot of chatter inside the locker room. About the play calling becoming predictable uh, and things like that, I seem to think a lot of it stems from execution. And for really shocking here and completely opposite ends of the spectrum, I think um, majority of you said that it's the play calling that is is really hindering and hurting this team. Uh, a few people said it was the game plan. Nobody thought it was the execution, which is shocking. Um, I'm going to have to go out on a limb and say I don't disagree with you guys on this one. I, I, I think, yeah, the play calling could be better. Um, I, I think the game plan could absolutely be better. I just don't think they're executing, and that's the issue. And um, more on that, uh, I guess, later in the episode. But thanks, as always, for participating in the question of the day. Be sure to use the text and voice line. we got to come up with a better name for that. So we're working on that. I am open for suggestions, but that number is 267-495-8531, 267-495-8531, text, call your opinions and thoughts, tell me I'm an idiot for not thinking that it's the play calling and thinking it's execution, Uh, but 267-495-8531 is how you get a hold of us here on the pod. All right, speaking of the pods, new Back to the Future drop last night, We did a little look at Herb McGee, someone who uh, probably should get a lot more credit and a lot more celebration in Philly than what he does. So be sure to check that out, Back to the Future, wherever you get your podcasts, as well as on YouTube, Back to the Future with a PH. Be sure to like and subscribe and all that other good stuff. It all helps the algorithm out. All right, today is our last day for the food and gift drive. Thank you so much for all the donations. Uh, well, I shouldn't say the last day. They will still accept donations and everything tomorrow. I'm running the big pile of food I have over here uh, over to the the Maddie and Dixon Community Cupboard tomorrow morning. If you still want to give and and try to help them out, hit me up offline. I had a couple people Venmo me some money. Uh, I reached out to Jamie at Maddie and Dixon, and there you can do, donate directly to them. Uh, just let them know, but Whatever you need to do, uh, let's help this great organization out, especially through the holiday season. Thanks again for all of your support throughout this, and, and let's just keep it going. I want to do more things like this and, and use this platform for good. If you're following along with the reverse advent calendar, today is our last day of the advent calendar. I should have said, not the food drive. Um, our item of the day is box cake or brownie mix. So if you have a box cake mix or brownie mix, send it over. Um, we have quite a few uh, that, that we're getting over today, but anything you can. And, and if you really want to help, she did send me something yesterday. They could use ma- box mashed potatoes and more hot chocolate. Uh, so, whatever, again, whatever you can do to help, uh, just great organization. Help out wherever you can during the holiday season. Speaking of helping out for our 25 days of kindness, uh, the act of kindness today is do something nice for your neighbor, uh, whether it's raking their leaves, helping them take their trash out. And I'm only saying that because our leaves, uh, our final day for the township to collect leaves was this week. Uh, But today's trash day. Take your neighbor's trash out. uh, Ask them if they're doing okay. Okay. just something as if you're going to the store, ask them. Especially if they're a little bit older. But just do something nice for your neighbors, uh, and that is something to me that's very easy to do. And that is our act of kindness. Talk to your neighbor. Hey, 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 do you want to have a beer? Uh, whatever you can, but uh, do something nice for your neighbor. That is today's act of kindness. Don't forget, call on that text and voice line, and and really. Uh, Help me find a name for it. Like it's right now. It's long. It's the this day in Philly sports history and back to the future voice and text line. I need something catchy, something good. Um, open to suggestions on that. But 267-495-8531 is how you get in and leave your leave a message. Tell me what we should call it. All right, Sixers action. Good win last night. One twenty nine to one eleven. Yes, the Pistons are the worst team in the league. Uh, but I mean, they came out and did what they had to do. Joe came out and had 30 points at halftime, uh, and then had 41 for the rest of the game, and then sat out most of the fourth quarter. And the fact that he was able to score 30 points in the first quarter or first half is what he should have done. Uh, Tobias had 21. Kelly Ubre played well. Uh, Maxi struggled a little bit, but you'll have this, and I like the fact that this team has guys that'll pick him up if he's not playing well. The uh, same they do if Joe's a little off. Uh, but a couple things about that, Joe. I think I think he's playing at a higher level. And I said this the other day, and he's just continued to play well. He's playing at a much higher level this year than he did last year when he won the MVP. Uh, and I, I think again the the pressure of not having to to worry about the MVP, he finally won it. Now he can focus on winning a championship. I think is going to do well for, for his psyche. Um, He's playing. Like, I feel like a couple of the injuries he's had when he twisted his knee and things, I feel like those are games that he likely would have missed uh, in the past. So I like what we're seeing here and not to, to pile on doc rivers. And I I know we need to move on, but this is the game in doc rivers tenure that they would have struggled to win and possibly even a loss. Uh, A horrible team that they should have dominated the way they did, and he would have found a way for them. And they even mentioned it. something. I was half listening because I was editing things for Back to the Future, but they were saying on the broadcast that there were times where, all right, the whole, they clear the bench out, all the starters are resting, and with Doc Rivers, there were times where he had to put some of the starters back in because the bench wasn't able to do it, and um, yeah the bench is better but some of it was Doc's rotations and I just feel like this is a game that during Doc Rivers era they would have found a way to make it a lot closer than what it had to been um, so I should have bet the minus minus eleven and a half like I had thought about before oh well Flyers in action tonight against the Capitals back home after that road trip where they went two and one looking to see some continued i, I think to, to me like the fact that they're still in the playoff race right now is good um obviously i mean especially for a young team but I, I keep saying this you just want this team to gain experience and and learn how to win and and have like that that positive energy in the building that positive culture and, and that's what we've had so far so they're in action tonight against the capitals all right back to the eagles now and listen I, I I'm gonna have to say I disagree with you. I think it's execution. I think if you, like looking back at that Cowboys game, that that game was much closer I think than what. Well, I shouldn't say they. I mean, they got blown out, but I think it could have been much closer without those turnovers. Like they were driving on. I don't know. They're shooting themselves in the foot now. That has been their mo all year, and now that they're playing good teams, it, it's harder to overcome them. Um, and I also think too, like you had the the phantom holding penalty that was a hold, but they threw the flag and then they said no, just kidding. I think that changed a lot of the momentum in that game as well, uh, especially after you're you're kind of reeling a little bit, and then all of a sudden you make a big play, and then are like no, just kidding, and all of a sudden you're like here we go again, and then we've talked a lot about how negativity snowballs same with positivity but i think that's what's going on with the eagles they need to find a way to stop this snowball from coming and i think that comes down to execution yes the game plan and play calling helps with that but i i felt the offensive game plan that they had wasn't terrible because they were driving and moving the ball Would should they have run the ball more yeah do they need to give the ball to swift more yeah Uh but I, I think if you're executing the plays, it doesn't matter how predictable it is. Um, but they can clinch a playoff spot with a win on Monday night, which is good. And I think that would be one checkbox taken off and help alleviate some of the pressure that's on this team. I'm starting to feel better about the game, though, because then they had drop passes, too. I, I just i am getting better. Um, and I think that the turnovers on offense and the the drop passes also negatively impacted the defense which isn't playing well at all um and i think when when you're not doing your defense any favors it's kind of like and and again that negativity breeds um and and i mean they're the worst team on third down in the league and i think that stems from not being able to get a consistent pass rush i think If you think back to even last year to a certain point, but I keep going back to that night or 2017 Super Bowl team, they were not that good on defense. They were lucky because a lot of times they were playing from with a lead and then they had a pass rush and they were able to do it in that game in the Super Bowl against uh, New England. They didn't play that well on defense. Tom Brady carved them up. Luckily, Nick Foles in the offense kept pace with Tom Brady. So I I think if you're – and they didn't get a pass rush and, and that Super Bowl. And look what happened when they finally got the pass rush. That's when you got the strip sack and they ended up winning the game. That's what it comes down to. And I don't know why they're not. And people are like, oh, they're old. But I think they have a good mix of young and old guys in there. And Fletcher's been playing well. Uh, Brandon could play a little bit better. Maybe he has lost a step. I don't know, but I think they have enough rotation in there. They're just not, and I don't, I, I don't I can't put my finger on it. And hopefully this is a get right game. Still don't know if Geno Smith is going to play or not. Uh, but I just, I don't know. I, I'm feeling a little bit better with the, with the situation because the other thing to keep in mind is Dallas had had a stretch where they played poorly this year. Um, where people are like oh god here we go dallas being dallas now they have the gauntlet part of their schedule coming up san francisco lost three straight games at one point and it, look how they've they've responded back that's what i need to see from this eagles team i need to see the respond the response like where dallas and san francisco responded i need the eagles now to respond so not ready to make a prediction or anything it's way still too early i know it's thursday but still without even knowing if geno smith is going to play and, and what's happening there uh, <clears throat> but they need to get it right and that to me is that's the key like they need to get it right and how are they going to get it right what do they need to do so i'm going to turn it over to you that is our question of the day you guys said it's play calling so how do they fix the play calling so how do the eagles get it right Um, How do they save the season? Uh, And that's your question of the day. Let me know. Comment wherever you're listening or watching this. Uh, Hit me up on my social media, Twitter and TikTok, Jimbo underscore Mont. Instagram at Philly Jimbo. Call the text line 267-495-8531. 267-495-8531. Call or text me. Let me know how are the Eagles going to save their season. If it's play calling, how do they save the season and just let me know, 267-495-8531. Let me know. Hit me up. How are the Eagles going to save this season? That is our question of the day. You know what you don't need to question? PhillyGoat.com. I got my ugly Christmas sweater, and it's it's a sweatshirt material, so it's not hot. So when you go to Christmas dinner or the holiday party, you know how people around, it gets hot, fire's going, you have a couple drinks, you start in a sweater you start getting a little hot and toasty No, it's a light sweatshirt material that fits like a sweater it's amazing 100 percent amazing cannot wait to wear this thing i got the one with the the kelly green eagle leg that says go birds on it like the uh the, the lamp in a christmas story phenomenal and i know it's too late for for you guys to get them for this year for the holidays but buy one and put just buy one and keep it in the closet for next year or uh, whatever you need to do, but just go check them out. The stuff they have on that site is amazing. Uh, I've been talking about them for almost a year now, and they—they—they they, the stuff they have is phenomenal. I bought stuff from them before I even worked with them. Now that I work with them, I mean, the, my son loved wearing his Mega John hoodie the other day to school. So go to PhillyGoat.com. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery for ten percent off. Treat yourself this holiday season to, to something. You, you've been out shopping for everybody, grandmom, the dog, the kids, your parents. Go treat yourself now. Go to phillygoat.com, buy yourself a hoodie. You won't be disappointed. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery at checkout for 10% off of your order. Help me out, help them out. More importantly, help yourself out. All right, today we're going to go back to 1994. And on this day in 1994, the Phillies signed free agent Infielder Greg Jeffries to a four-year, $20 million contract, and then quickly moved him to the outfield. Now, that four-year, $20 million contract came when technically, I guess, everybody was still... Uh, I'm not really sure how that offseason worked because the strike, I believe, was still going on because it didn't end until uh, spring training in 95, I thought, but I'll have to look into that. Uh, but that was the largest contract in team history for the Phillies. And I mean, Greg Jeffries was a solid player. He was coming off of two all-star game appearances. Um, And I think a lot of people consider this to be one of the Phillies' biggest free agent bust. But looking at the numbers, I'm not so sure he's a bust as much as he was just... The, the expectations were too high for him. Maybe uh, he was never really a power hitter, uh, and I think p- p- moving into the outfield and the guys—this um, was right at the beginning of the steroid era. So, like the other guys that were in the outfield that were hitting those power numbers, Jeffries just wasn't there. But I mean, in his three and a season, three and a half seasons in Philly, he hit 287, 37 homers, two hundred and three RBI. Uh, and he played on some shitty teams, and again, I don't necessarily think he was coming up, he was an all-star player in St. Louis, came out highly touted, and I don't know why I remember this, but his baseball card, uh, when I collected baseball cards, a Greg Jeffries' rookie was like one of those um, hot commodity cards that everybody wanted, the rated rookies and the tops with the, the little gold cup on it, but he just played on some bad teams. He, I don't know if he was the kind of guy you build a team around. However, when you're the Phillies and you're not used to giving out big contracts like that and you're going into this new era of Major League Baseball, you give a guy your your biggest contract in team history, you're expecting more than 287 and th- 37 home runs. I, I This is purely speculation, but I, I wonder... Uh, and again, those teams were bad, but this is when Scott Rowland started to come in and, and called them out for not being willing to spend. And I wonder if some of the unwillingness to spend money stemmed from this contract and the fact that he didn't live up to the hype. I know everybody, oh, we're a small market team, this, that, and the other. But I, I just just something to th- kind of think about. Uh, you can send me a text or, or call me on that as well. 267-495-8531 is the number but maybe this was the reason they did not play well or, or didn't pay well for free agents something to think about because i mean he again he was solid and i mean at the time though the biggest contract in team history you kind of expect it more i don't know um i mean he hit higher than a lot of the guys that are Philly legends i mean 287 is higher than Ryan Howard i, I believe it's relatively it's close it might be higher than jimmy rollins so like from an average standpoint he he was okay he just didn't have the power numbers but i don't know if that was ever his game uh his best moment did come though in 1995 uh in august when he hit for the cycle at Veterans stadium only the seventh time a philly player has done that it's only happened twice since then but on this day in 1994 the phillies signed greg jeffries to a four-year 20 million dollar contract Widely considered a bust by many people when they're looking at the biggest free agent bust in Philly's history. I think I've even called him a bust. But if you really look and break down the numbers, it, it's not so much a bust as maybe heightened expectations that were unrealistic for, for Greg Jeffries. But let me know what you think about Greg Jeffries as well. All right, finally, our Philly Sports Advent Calendar Gift of the Day we open up the door, and it is the LaSalle Explorers men's basketball team from 2012-2013. They were coached by Dr. John Giannini. They went 24-10, 11-5 in the A-10, where they lost in the quarterfinal finals of that tournament to Butler, placing them squarely on the bubble for the NCAA tournament. They All they needed to do was probably win one more game, and they would have been a shoe-in. Uh, instead, they were in a bubble team. They did get hit, hear their name called uh, an at-large bid, bid. It was their first in 21 years. They got the 13th seed in the West, but had to play in Dayton in the playing game where they beat Boise State to advance to the big dance. In their first round game as a 13 seed, they beat number four Kansas State 63 20 or 63 to 61. They had a great second half. They battled back and hit a few free throws down the stretch to seal the deal against Kansas State. And then they played the 12 seed who. Uh, It was a 13-12 seed, one of the few times, one of the rare times I guess it happens. It's happened more recently. Uh, But they beat Ole Miss uh, 76-74 when Tyrone Garland hit the Southwest Philly floater to win the game with two and a half seconds left, and a legend was born. Remember the interview with Tyrone Garland when he represented Southwest Philly? Uh, They asked him what that shot was called, and he was like, it was the Southwest Philly floater, Southwest, shouted out his mom. Uh, all his guys from the neighborhood, uh, just his brother. Like it was very a very cool thing, and like he was a legend. Star was born. Everybody was doing this. I remember I was teaching at the time, and all the kids like that I was teaching. I was uh, one of the assistant basketball coaches. They all wanted to do the Southwest Philly floater. Uh, it was pretty cool to see. Uh, they did lose in the Sweet Sixteen to the ninth seed Wichita State. Uh, It was the first time that the LaSalle Explorers had been to the Sweet 16 since 1955 when they were the runner-up. We talked about the 54 team a couple days ago, Uh, but the guys on that team, Ramon Galloway was the... The, the top scorer, top guy, uh, averaged 17 points a game. But Tyreek Duran was good. We talked about Tyrone Garland, like he just the Southwest Philly floater, man. Like, I, I just remember how hyped up the kids were when I was teaching them. Jarell uh, Wright hit those free throws against Kansas State. Uh, just a fun time. And usually, uh, this is where I started to turn off my anti non-temple teams for basketball in the city. It was just a fun time to get behind the Explorers in that tournament and and just watch them go to the Sweet 16. And they were having a ton of fun. And I think that's my one of my favorite things about the NCAA tournament, is just seeing these kids go out there and have a ton of fun. Uh, But today's Philly Sports Advent Calendar gift is the 2012-2013 LaSalle Explorers team that went to the Sweet 16, by way of the South Philly or Southwest Philly floater uh, by Tyrone Garland to beat Ole Miss in the second round. Um, what a fun game. What a fun time. What a fun team. That is today's Philly sports advent calendar gift of the day. All right. On this day back in 1994, Philly signed Greg Jeffries to a free agent contract. Four years, $20 million. Widely considered a bust, but was it? Let me know what you think about that. Don't forget our question of the day. How do the Eagles save their season? Um, If it is coaching and game planning, tell me how do they fix that. Call or text 267-495-8531. Let me know. It's as simple as send in a text message, man. Just send it. Let me know, and and I can read your response on the air. Eagles can clinch a playoff spot through it all, and I think we got to kind of – reset ourselves and and refocus on what's important Uh, but more on that as the weekend progresses good win for the Sixers good luck to the Flyers tonight don't forget to get your donations in for the Maddie and Dixon community Cupboard. time is running out thank you so much for your support in that be sure to check out the back to the future on Herb McGee kind of a bonus advent calendar gift for you guys this holiday season go have yourselves a Thursday It's supposed to be a rainy weekend, so get out. Do something fun today. This has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery, and until next time, I'll see you when I see you.